Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey, everybody. Today, we're talking about mentoring. So you want to know how to maximize a mentor program. I've been asked that many times. Um, I have mentored people indirectly, and I have been mentored by people that were not your traditional mentors. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. The three things I want to cover, though, in this episode are how to identify where you are, where you want to be, uh, and then to figure out how you can articulate that to uh, a prospect, a prospective mentor or somebody who is not a traditional mentor. Uh, number two is, uh, are you connecting with the mentor in a non-traditional way? In other words, how are you connecting with them? Are you hiring them? Are you paying them? Uh, is it a family member, a friend? Um, are you just uh, getting into kind of storytelling back and forth and they're kind of indirectly mentoring you? We'll talk a little bit about that. And number three is, how to outline your time that you're willing to dedicate, and then um, how you're going to connect with this key individual that's going to potentially change your life. So that's really good. Uh, and then we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit, which is something I touched on about story. So how can you connect with people through story? That's really good. So if you stick around uh, till the end of the episode, I'm going to give you my key tip. The the one thing that I found that is that is common with not just folks I've come across, um, but the, but it w- common within the stories that I've heard people tell me that have tried to mentor or even indirectly educate or help others. And so stick around and we'll, we'll talk about that at the very end of the episode. So let's get started. Number one, identify where you want to be and what you want to give to a prospective mentor. Okay, this is really important. First, you got to identify what is it that you're willing to give? And I've been asked this question, you know, folks have said, hey, how can I help you, Chris, in any way? Because uh, they want to learn. And the challenge is for somebody who is already running a business and really busy is there's not much that somebody as an individual that I don't really have a connection with can do to just help me because they would almost be getting in my way, right? I already have systems, people, processes, and all of that. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to develop a relationship with them, right? How can they add value? Okay. So what you want to try to do is get out into the world, be it on think tanks, masterminds, maybe in the circle of influence within that sphere of that mentor or unlikely person who's going to in, uh, is going to um, influence you in a positive way. You want to try to get into their world, and you can add value by sharing information. You can uh, you can educate yourself online and maybe share things that might benefit that person whose attention you're trying to catch. You might volunteer your time. Hey, um, I want to help you and I'm not quite sure how I can help you. So do you need like an apprentice? Do you need somebody who could volunteer their time to do some data entry? How could I get into your world so that I could learn more about what you do? right? Um, The one thing that we are all lacking generally is time, or at least most of us are not very good at efficiently allocating our time. So if you are trying to learn, that's a really good way to get in, 
right? Um, so you want to identify where you can add value and how you can get into sort of that circle of influence of somebody that you're trying to bring on board as a mentor or someone you're trying to learn from. Number two, are you connecting with the mentor or with a mentor or a non-traditional mentor? Let's define the two. So a mentor could be somebody that has a defined role. Hey, you're going to mentor me. I'm going to be your mentee. You're going to teach me some things. It could be maybe potentially a boss. It could be a family member. It could be someone, uh, maybe a good friend of yours that has some success in a field you want to be in. And, and you have defined that. They are going to mentor you. Maybe perhaps you're hiring them on to mentor you and you're paying for that service. That's pretty common. The challenge sometimes is maybe you don't resonate well with that person or there's a personality conflict. And now you're paying somebody who maybe isn't very good at drawing out your best potential. Right. And that can happen. Now, if you're in a program where there's multiple mentors, then maybe you can move around. But as an individual mentor, sometimes it's not the best fit. So paying isn't always the answer. Although I have had mentors that I have paid for and it's worked out pretty well. I've also had non-traditional mentors and we'll talk about that in a second. So you have to kind of identify that. How are you connecting with them? Is it someone that you're connecting with through a relationship, through some storytelling back and forth and that evolves organically? Or is it like a paid program where you're being mentored to learn something? Maybe you want to learn how to be a multifamily syndicator. Maybe you want to learn how to play a sport, right? There's lots of, of ways you can be mentored. And, and sometimes you got to pay for it. And that's okay too, but you got to identify that and then figure out your strategy after you identify that, okay? And there's also nothing wrong, especially if you're paying for a mentor, um, actually interviewing several of them and asking really key questions. Maybe you pay a little bit to go through the beginning of whatever it is they do when they get paid to teach. That's a really good way to vet mentors that may or may not fit. Uh, your personality. So I encourage you to do that. And then number three is outline the time you're willing to add, allocate or dedicate yourself to. This is really important. I hear this constantly. I don't have any time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And then when I sit down with somebody, I actually just talk to them about where their time is going. They're pretty shocked at how much time they actually have. It's how much time are you willing to dedicate to your craft, right? How badly do you want it? You know, Eric Thomas talks about, you know, uh, you'll find success when you want it more than you want to breathe, right? So when you're held underwater and you're struggling to survive and you burst out of the water, that's what success feels like. More than anything you want it, you desire it. Well, you will find time. A lot of people work 40-hour weeks, 50-hour weeks, but they don't realize that even with a 40, 50 hour week, there's still 40% of your time available. Yes, maybe 20% of that you're sleeping, but the other 20% you're filling with, you know, non-productive time. You're watching TV, you're hanging out, you're being lazy. What if you were literally working two full-time jobs? One was your job you get paid hourly for, and the other job was learning, educating yourself, developing your skills. And eventually that starts to pay off in a massive way. That's what I did. I literally like worked full two full-time jobs for you know 20 years or so, and then got myself into a position where I literally didn't have to work anymore if I didn't want to. But of course, most people that get to that position, they never stop working. They never stop creating, they never stop giving back because that's what drives them. That's what keeps them fired up. And I wish that for everybody. And I really wish you could find that place and you will, but you have to allocate your time properly. So how much time are you willing to dedicate? And then you dedicate that time every day, every week, every month until you develop that skill set um, to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. Now, part of this number three is connecting with the mentor. Here's a really good way to do it. Now, of course, you can get online and you can just hire somebody. But another way to do it is find somebody who is perhaps maybe a little bit above, whether it be your pay scale, your skill sets, or maybe someone in a field that you really want to develop in and just kind of 
try to put yourself in their world. Now, that could be going to meetups, get togethers with them, befriending them. Um, but a really good way to do it is just to ask them, hey, do you have five minutes? I've seen you uh, develop this amazing business or I've seen your success online or whatever. And I just simply want to know two things. You know, what it, what is a challenge that you learned from that you overcame, right? What is a challenge in your life, an obstacle, right? Not failures because failures are kind of a, a goofy term to use because most people that that are, are successful or are entrepreneurial or out there growing their business, someone you might aspire to being mentored by, um, don't look at it like failures generally. They look at it like a learning opportunity, right? Um, a stepping stone, if you will. And so what opportunities have you come across that were challenging, that taught you something, the most valuable lesson? That is such a great question for somebody. And believe me, they want to share. They want to tell you what that was, right? And that's where you can really start to learn from them, okay? And then one thing that you would, one piece of advice you might give me uh, back when you started, like what was that thing that you did? You know, I was recently asked that by somebody. They said, you know, what is that one thing you did that changed everything, right? And then they asked me, what is it that you think about uh, when no one's listening, when no one's watching, when no one's around? What are the things that keep you up at night, in other words, right? What are the things that stress you out? And that's a really good question that a lot of people may not share online. But if someone's one-on-one -on -one with you in an intimate setting, you're probably willing to share that because most people want to help. So those are really good questions, you see. And what's great about those questions is they can open up a dialogue and then you come across somebody who is not a traditional mentor per se. You're not paying them. They don't feel like they're obligated. There's no time dedication. You're just kind of sharing stories, right? And the next time you come across them or maybe you just reach out to them and say, hey, remember when we had that, that little conversation, you shared all that great, valuable information with me? Well, I have a follow-up question for you. Would you mind just spending another five minutes with me? And you might find that that valuable five, 10 minutes turns into 20, 30 minutes because you are giving of yourself and you are asking questions. You are saying to them, hey, if you ever need anything. Um, I have three hours a week or generally on weekends. Um, I have about half a day where I'm not doing much and I would really love to learn more. Is there anything I can do to help you in that downtime, right? Do you need newsletters sent out? Um, is there any administrative work I could do just to kind of get into your world and learn a little bit more? And you might find it organically grows. It's, it's just an amazing way to develop a mentor relationship without actually hiring somebody, let's say. So um, you want to start with those stories, right? Successes, obstacles, um, the lessons learned. Um, and, and, and if perhaps you don't have anyone like that in your circle of influence, right? Business setting, find older folks who have had a lot of life experience, coffee shop, uh, family members, family uh, friends of family members. They are a wealth of knowledge that no one taps into. And they are so likely to share all their stories. I have learned some amazing lessons from elders around me, particularly my grandpa. He shared just an amazing story about a moment he was most proud of. And, and I, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It was an amazing moment that was that I had never heard in the 80 years he's lived, 86 years, I think now, and and in the 45 years I, I lived until I started thinking about this concept and really asking questions. And it was just awesome, right? It was awesome. It's inspiring. So here's the next thing is, all the pressure is on you and it should be on you. You should put the pressure on yourself. The expectation is on you, not your mentor. So that's why I ask, what time are you willing to give? What are you willing to sacrifice? How much are you willing to give 
to develop your craft and be financially free or uh, leave the career that maybe you dislike, right? Or spend more time with your kids, right? Develop a better relationship with your wife. What is it that you're so passionate about? You can just taste it. You can see it. You can feel it, but you're just not quite there. If you think about that, then you will realize that you are willing to sacrifice time. You are willing to sacrifice energy um, and you're willing to give, but you've got to identify that thing and you've got to tell yourself, I am the one the pressure is on. The expectations are on me and I better deliver, right? You better find that time. And believe me, if you have that mindset, you, you'll you be successful. So um, those are the three things. I, I hope those have kind of helped identify a way for you to connect with a mentor or even someone who's not really a traditional mentor. Uh, they have been critical in the success that I have had. They've helped me hone my skills, craft my confidence, and build skill sets that I never even thought I had uh, by kind of going through this process. And so this is the beginning stages, and we'll talk more about this in the future. But I wanted to kind of outline this because these are three important ways you could do it. And as promised, um, I want to I want to touch on this this key thing, this key thing that I've found that's common uh, among people that are not successful um, at achieving their goals, right? So I have had people in my life say, I want to learn from you, Chris. I want to put in time. And I say, okay, great. Show up at my house and I want you to do some pressure washing or I want you to do this or do that because I'm trying to get them in my circle of influence. I'm trying to see, will they do what I ask them to do? And I even offer to pay, right? So I'm paying somebody to kind of do some work for me or whatever. And I find that after a day or two and I'm having conversations with them, we have a little lunch break, we're talking, I'm working alongside them, that they start to get a little lazy, a little lackadaisical. Next thing you know, they're coming up late the next day and then maybe they just don't show up or they got sick or they don't feel well or whatever. I'm trying to gauge that level of commitment right? It's kind of like that karate kid wax on wax off thing. It's true. You know, a lot of people that have built something worth having have grounded out. Uh, they have done the things that most people don't want to do. And so you, it's almost like a, a test, a mental and physical test. And so what I found with people is a lot of them just don't show up, right? Literally, physically, figuratively, they show up kind of, but they're halfway in. Right, they're looking for the quick fix. So if you are if you are going to jump into this thing, you have got to show up. You have got to sacrifice. You have got to do whatever it takes to get to the finish line and exceed the expectations for yourself and your mentor or your your non-traditional person that you're trying to be influenced by will notice that and they'll want to give more to you. They'll want to educate you more. They'll want to help you. But if you show up and you you know you halfway it, if you will, you have one foot, one toe in the water. Uh, good, solid, successful mentors. Uh, will identify that quickly and you'll be done. That'll be it. So you need to identify uh, what it is you're willing to sacrifice and you need to show up at 110% and uh, and you'll be successful, my friends, uh, 100%. You'll be successful. So uh, tune in for more episodes of the Create Your Fortune podcast. We're going to talk a lot about this stuff uh, and and you guys will be well on your way to achieving whatever it is you want to achieve. Thanks. If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, do I even have enough to retire? 
And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. And let's build the life of your dreams today.